1: Welcome to Baron Balance. I'm Jeff Burkus, a writer for Windy City Gridiron, and I'm joined by the editor of that fine website, Lester A. Wiltfong Jr. Lester, we did it. We made it through the preseason. No giant injuries occurring in the third preseason game that, that I know of yet. So relatively unscathed through this preseason. What about you? Are you unscathed through this preseason? Did you make it through healthy?
0: I made it through. I mean, I look at preseason the same way every year. It's just, it's just practice games. Just you know, don't get too high. Don't get too low. You know, let things play out because once week one comes, it all changes. And I guess technically we are in Packers week right now. It's official. Ooh, I mean, it's week. two weeks, but it's Packard week times two, I guess.
1: Yeah, I I was going to say, I suffered from whiplash from all of the preseason takes that people were having, you know, like coming back and forth on this guy is terrible, needs to be cut. This guy needs to be elevated to starter, right? Like all of the takes all over the place. I'm so happy to be done with preseason It is exhausting every single year. It's fun to see some of the younger guys get reps uh, that are, you know, those bubble guys that are trying to make the team. That's really what the preseason is about in a lot of ways, getting guys back up to, to game day strength and health and all that but also trying to see who are going to be that you know 35th through 53rd guys on the roster uh right and then who's gonna uh you know fill out that practice squad that's kind of fun to see i like that every year uh but some of the takes that come out of this time of year are just just exhausting for me
0: (laughs) yeah practice all it is no big deal let's let's have fun
1: All right. So on this show, we start off in the trenches every week. Uh, and so let's let's start with Trench Tribute. And you can do this for this game or for the preseason overall uh, categories. I, you know, kind of wrapping up the preseason here as we head into the regular season. So wh- uh, I'm gonna again, I'm going to start with you. Trench Tribute from this game or the preseason. Who did you have?
0: I'm going to go this game. Plus, he did have a nice preseason. And it is a rookie seventh round defensive tackle Travis Bell. You know, I went through and, and rewatched the game. I'm always my rewatch, I'm always focusing on the trenches because when you watch live, your eyes tend to follow the ball. It's hard to really focus. And man, Travis Bell, man, the whole preseason, you know, he hustles. You know, you can see why Ryan Poles really likes this guy uh, in the draft, why he talks so so highly of him in his press conference. You know, uh, he he fits the hits philosophy uh, to a team. Nonstop motor, real good hand use, he has pretty good get-off. You know, he's he's Pretty powerful, the point of attack. I mean, he's still raw. Some of his technique, he gets a little high at times. But but this is going to be a tough cut if the Bears decide to cut him. Seventh-round draft pick, those guys don't always make the team. It's kind of hit or miss. Um, is there a place for him on the final roster if they go five defensive tackles? Maybe. If they go four, obviously he's the odd man out. But but I, I like what I saw of Travis Bell. I, I think one way or the other, the Bears are going to bring him back to the practice squad if he is let go. But I like Travis Bell.
1: You don't think that he showed enough during his reps to, uh, entice another team to try to pull him on I mean, You're talking about a defensive tackle here. Yeah. You know, I think a lot of teams probably have a guy like that. I mean, like you say, it's a risk, but do you think he showed something at a elevated level that might entice somebody to put that, put and have another team, put him on their active 53?
0: Yeah. That that's the key. You said it, they gotta be active 53. You can't just claim him to stash him on your pack squad. You gotta, if you claim him, he's got to make your 53 man roster, you know, for the season here. So I'm not sure small school guy, like I said, he's kind of raw, you know, he, he's more nose tackle. So, you know, how many teams are looking for that kind of guy? He's not really nose tackle in a three, four. He doesn't have that kind of bulk to him. He's more nose tackling in a, in, in a, in a four, three defense, a four man front. So it's gotta be a scheme fit for him. It's gotta be a, a team that, like I said, it's going to going to put him on the roster and, and I can't see him getting meaningful snaps early in his career. So, we go through this every year as, as Bears fans. Oh, they can't cut this guy. They'll lose him. And 99% of those guys always make it back to the practice squad. And then some guys, the Bears don't even want because they have other guys they bring to the practice squad that takes this guy's place. But, but I do like the upset of Travis Bell. I hope he sticks around because he'll be a guy I'll be rooting for.
1: Yeah, I agree. And you know, one of those culture guys to like that, that's why they drafted him with the seventh round pick. There's a lot of people like, why wouldn't you just sign him as a, you know, undrafted free agent? I think Ryan Poles uses those picks in, in certain ways. And this is one of those ways where you're like, I really like this guy. I want to make sure we get him. I want to reward him for being that the person he is, that he can say he was drafted, right? Yep. Stories like that, or if you read history of the NFL, people are drafted for all kinds of reasons, right? This is a pretty good reason is to say, we really like you. We believe in you. We want like to reward you with that sort of feather in your cap. And he's shown with his work ethic and his hustle that uh, exactly what Ryan Paul saw in him. So, so that's great. Uh, I... I, I also want to just add that you can't really sign a guy to your 53 and then like cut him the next week and try to hide him on your practice squad. Like he, you know, the Bears would be able to kind of revert back to that. There's some rules around. I think how yeah. you how you stick with that. Like you have to keep him on so many weeks. So they they do have some protections in place for teams to not lose guys that way if they're just going to like cut them back into the the practice squad. But um, my guy, I you know, this is the guy that I didn't know much about. We've talked about him a lot on the show the last few weeks, uh, but you know, he, my eyes are going to him now because we keep talking about him. Uh, and and uh, I'm going to say Terrell Lewis. This is yeah. the guy to me that I knew really nothing about coming into the year. I think the first practice uh, we talked about him on the bus over to, to practice. We uh, did, yeah. and, and I'm like, okay, sure. I'll watch him. Like I, I, I don't even know who he is, but uh, we'll, we'll find him and we'll watch him. And since then, Um, He's shown that like, hey, this guy's got some juice and to the point where we're having some very interesting conversations (laughs) about uh, what we could uh, maybe see in this defensive line rotation here. And so that's actually going to lead me into my tweet. So I'm going to I'm going to kick off tweets this week with uh, our friend PFF Brad. Uh, He uh, talking about Travis Gibson, Travis Gibson leads all defenders with 12 pressures and nine quarterback hurries. Among edge rushers, uh, edge defenders, Gibson's 23.9% pass rush win rate. Oh my, oh my, can you say that fast? Pass rush win rate. uh, uh, And uh, it breaks seventh and then his 26% pressure rate ranks fifth in the preseason. Right. So he he took it down to rate because he's playing a lot of reps. He's playing deeper into games. So he's playing against backup tackles. He's playing against third string tackles. So, you know, you would expect those numbers to be pretty good. He used it as a rate so that he could bring it down to other guys, you know, so you could compare apples to apples and not just him having so many reps. Right. But the reason why I'm bringing this up is because we heard some things reported before the game that Uh, Travis Gibson has asked to be traded which is probably a likelihood that he's either not happy with the the number of reps he's gotten or he's maybe gotten an indication that he's going to be on the chopping block yeah Uh, and so I wanted to to, kind of lead this into this conversation here to talk about both Lewis and Gibson and where the state of this edge defender is
0: yeah, I think it's Lewis right now. I mean, it looks like he's he's the guy the Bears have given him the reps ahead of uh, Travis Gibson, and, and the Travis Gibson Gibson story did break during the game, which is kind of odd. And after the game, Coach Flus, uh, you know, didn't really address it. He just kind of said, you know, he doesn't he likes tra- Travis Gibson, he thinks he's a part of the roster. You know, the typical coach speak. But uh, our guy Greg Gabriel just—I don't know if you caught it—but he literally just tweeted like a half hour before we went live that he uh, he originally thought that this whole Travis Gibson story was BS. Uh, but Greg said he talked to someone, and it's a pretty good source. And he, so now Greg flipped his script, and he says he, he it's it's true that there is a, a trade uh, request out there. And, you know, we'll see. Like you said, I, th- I think part of it is Gibson saw the writing on the wall. He's running with the threes and the fours. He realizes his, his time in Chicago probably is over. Uh, so, you know, why not, you know, try and – See if you can get a request to go where you can kind of decide where you want to go with the trade. I'm not sure how much value is there on a guy like Travis Gibson. I mean, the Bears used a fifth-round pick on him a couple of years ago, three years ago. You know, they're not going to get that back. You know, if anything, maybe a, a seventh round with some maybe some conditions put on it. I'm not sure what they're going to get for Travis Gibson, but but I like Travis Gibson. I, I think he is still an ascending player. Um, what he's doing this year in preseason is against. Guys who probably will not be in the league this year. So it's hard to really to to know what who he is, what he is. But you know, two years ago he was look looked really good, looked like an uppercomer. Last year he kind of fell back as uh, in his new position there at, at with his hand in the dirt. So I don't know, man. I can see it go either way with the Bears. Maybe they keep him because of what he did. Maybe they try and move him. And if not, at the end of the day, this is not a Ryan Poles guy. This is a Ryan Pace draft pick. So maybe Ryan Pace over in Atlanta will throw a pick and uh, or bring his guy back uh, back home, so to speak.
1: Yeah, I think the best you're going to get is probably a pick swap, right? Where yeah. you have you know uh, you know somebody sends you a a fifth and you give them a sixth, like that. Uh, you know, pick swap being that way, or some kind of future compensation where there's a protection of like you know we're going to flip these picks of whoever gets the highest one or something like that. But it's not going to be as much as Bears fans think. I get that. It just is what it is. Um, our friend Jonathan Wood has done some interesting work in terms of looking at what Gibson was able to do basically as the second rusher on the team when uh, Robert Quinn was still here, even though Quinn wasn't producing all that much when he was in Chicago either last year. Uh, but he, he looked at it pre and post Quinn trade. And during uh, uh, the time when he was the second rusher with, with, with Quinn on the field, um, his, his numbers were much better and uh once quinn was traded he just basically disappeared which is i think what everybody remembers about gibson's season last year was that he was just basically a non-factor so that i think is you know a lot of us are like yeah he was pretty bad last year right but is he bad enough where you just cut him off the roster and just move on with not a big deal or do you say like well you know he was just playing at an x he was at a level that was a little higher than what his uh, skill set is, right? He's not a number one. We talked about that a ton last year about that defensive yeah. line, right? So he's not a defensive end one. He, he can't, he can't do that. You don't need him to do that. You, you've got Yannick Ngakwe here. You've, you've got, uh, you know, a couple other guys that are probably higher in the pecking order. He can come in and he can be the third or fourth rusher and that's fine. Right. Um, so do you really want to trade that away for, you know, low compensation? I don't I don't know. But if he's not in your plans and you're going to cut him anyway and you can get something for him, then, yeah, I think you move on.
0: If it was me, I think I'd keep him. You know, you can never have enough guys to come off the edge. I think, like you said, with with better talent around him, he may be better this year. But but I can see how the Bears want to go if they want to just go
1: uh, go their own way. Yep. Okay. Uh, What about you? What's your tweet this week?
0: Uh, My tweet's from our guy, uh, Jacob Infante, at JacobInFante24. Bears cornerback Tyreek Stevenson allowed six catches for 67 yards and a touchdown on seven targets per pro football focus in the last game. Uh, His one forced incompletion was his interception. Not the most consistent day for the rookie, though a lot of first-year corners go through growing pains. and, And we've talked about this even last year. Kyler Gordon was not a very good football player early on corners struggle it's just what happens he has to learn how to play you know the NFL game I mean he, he's a bit handsy right now he, he's trying to he's too physical he doesn't know what he can get away with and what he can't get away with Stevens is going to struggle he's going to start for the Bears out of the gate week one he's the guy opposite Jalen Johnson but he is going to struggle just like Kyler Gordon struggled last year at some point it'll click for him you know the game will slow down a little bit he'll understand his scheme he'll, his responsibility a little better but he's going to struggle. That's just what happens with rookie corner. So as Bears fans, you know, let's not get too worried if if Stevenson's giving up touchdowns because opposing quarterbacks are going to go after him. You know, they're not going to go after Jalen Johnson, who's more established. They may stay away from the slot a little bit more because Kyler Gordon has had a great camp, great preseason. He looks like he's a a ascending talent as well. They're going to target Stevenson. He's going to get burned. It'll happen.
1: Yeah, this is the got to be a goldfish. You know, the corners yeah. more than anybody. They got to be goldfish. They got to they gotta have a short-term memory. And I think he's shown that so far. And I think he's shown that he's a fighter and that he's, you know, he's willing to do that and did that in this game, right? I mean, that's yeah. it's just, uh, and, and again, that's what good corners do. Um, you, like you said, Gordon was not good to start the year. People freaked out. Yeah, Not on this show because we yeah. set the expectation, I think, correctly for what corners can do, right? I, I, I freak out a little bit if I see a running back, uh, that can't do anything early on in their career because they should be able to step in and at least run the football because that's that's the the basics of the, of the position. It doesn't really change where, where you're at is how to run the ball. But corner takes a really long time. Tight ends really hard for a tight end to come in and play really well out of the gate. It just doesn't really happen, right? So yeah, you know, and given the strength of the 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 secondary like if Gordon comes on and he's the plus player that we think that he can be with that athleticism. And you know, we, we know that Jalen Johnson is a good corner. You've got two safeties that we like, right. He could get a, a, an insane number of targets. Yeah. Right. And to the point where you, you know, you may have the defense really help him uh, with, with a safety that kind of acts as a caddy over the top. So, so that's something to think about too. But um I, I don't know. I, I I kinda like him. Like he's got yeah. that attitude. He's got that Miami corner attitude. And he's coming in with that uh mentality that he's you know, he's not gonna he's not gonna be pushed around. He's you know, he's gonna get back up and he's gonna fight the next route.
0: Did you see his quote after the game? He was talking about how he, he had to prove that he can catch the ball. He had said something about how snakes with no hands, they can't they still have to catch. I don't know, it was a really odd quote <laughs> when I heard it, but it was like, okay, I don't I don't I don't know what he was getting at, but I but I like it. You know, it was it was kinda interesting.
1: No, I didn't catch that. Uh, <laughs> that sounds it sounds confusing. You know, it's like uh, the the meme that's out there about the different position groups and how they talk. You know, like yeah. quarterbacks will say things in certain ways, and wide receivers are very diva and how they talk. Right? Maybe it's very cryptic of how a corner talks. They, they talk in very weird terms. I don't know. Uh, we'll move on. We'll, we'll hit up our stat of the week. Uh, caught up in a numbers game. What number uh, stood out to you this week?
0: I'm looking more big picture here. I got, I got two numbers. My numbers are one and the number four. Um, one is the position the Bears hold in the waiver wire priority right now oh, based yeah. on their horrible record last year. And they're going to hold that top spot until week four. Um, so basically a day after the week three games and uh, the waiver wire priority list will now reshuffle every week going forward. So the Bears have you know almost a week or almost a month now where anyone cut you know, they get first crack at those guys. And I'm talking about cut, or I should say waived, because that's the guys that have uh, less than four years of recruit service in the league. Uh, those guys go through waivers. Vested veterans who have four or more seasons in the league, they do not go through waivers until after the trade deadline. Uh, but hopefully by then the Bears aren't still picking so high in the waiver order because they'll have a much better record this year.
1: That's a really good point to make, because I think a lot of people think anybody that's cut – they go on the waiver wire and that's not true. So some of those guys, a lot of the household names that you know, if those guys get cut, those guys immediately become free agents and they're yep. free to sign with whomever they want. So, you know, I, I don't have like a good example, but let's just say, uh, you know, a, a center gets cut that, <laughs> you know, <laughs> that that you're, you're like, oh, he's a name brand, you yeah. know, but like a rookie came on and kind of took a spot and this team's just trying to save money. The Bears should claim him. And it's like, well, no, the Bears should call him and they should fly him directly uh, to, to Hallis Hall. And throw a ton to of money at him. And throw, <laughs> hey, what what was it that number you wanted? How about I add a little bit yeah. to that? And let's let's get this contract signed. Because like we talked about in the off season, uh, I think signing a center would have been a good idea. And we are already seeing that uh, yeah. as uh, being a potential issue. So uh, my number, and I, I, I'm sorry if I'm becoming a little bit uh, of a caricature of myself, but I I've, I haven't talked much about him all preseason and, but here was the, here was the, here my time 52.4 was the average <laughs> of Trenton Gills, five punts yesterday. That's a monster number. Yeah. This guy has added legit. Like when I went through and I charted his punts last year, which those of you new to this program, that is something I did. Um, I charted his punts to try to figure out kind of what, how he was doing and where he was at. And, I thought he looked pretty good as a rookie. He was kind of in the middle of the league as an average punter, which I think is a, is a nice result. And my thinking was if he could get a year in and work a little bit on strength, you know, get into that strength and conditioning program, which even helps punters that maybe he could take a step up. I think we're seeing it because he's adding distance to these kicks. Um, I was listening. I like to listen to the radio broadcast. No, no offense to the guys that call the preseason games for the bears, but uh, it, the, radio guys are more fun for me. I I, I, like listen to Joniak and he called it a another rocket. He called off (laughs) a gill's leg. And, and again, I think some people don't care about punting and that's fine. I get it, but it can make a legitimate difference in a game. If you're, you know, adding another 10 yards to your, to your punt, um, you know, that's another first down that that team has to get uh, on the next drive. And if you're able to place balls inside of the 10 uh, you know, those drives have a much lower points expectation associated with them. And so a punter can really be a great defender. They can really uh, drive down uh, the work that your defense has to do if, if they're able to to do that. And I, I just I think he's headed in the right direction. And it's, I think it's something that we should just know and, uh you know, praise that the guillotine is is alive and well.
0: The guillotine. Yeah, he, he had a nice game. He's uh He's really coming into his own too. I mean, last year he was kind of reserved, you know, he was a draft pick and I don't know if you remember the uh when the Bears had their their draft picks, you know, their social media thing oh, where yeah. they're all saying hello. Sure. He he you know, he comes on towards the end because you know, he was a, a late draft pick and everyone else has like this, you know, very you dramatic, push-ups. yeah, all exciting and he's just, "Hi guys, I'm Trenton Gill." <laughs> Really excited to be a Chicago Bear, right? And then now this year, you know he he's he's on social media more. He's a lot more outgoing. His personality's coming through, and I think he's he's becoming a fan favorite. I mean, Bears fans always love their punters or long snappers. That's just kind of how it is. It's like we like those 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 niche guys, and and that's Trenton Gill. I mean, he's got a nickname man, the the guillotine. It's it's cool.
1: Now, when we came up with the guillotine, it was because of that very conservative demeanor, like you know, very quiet, you know, and you had kind of that opposite, right, where it's like a a really big guy and you call him tiny or, you know, you know, a really, you know, sweet dog you call it killer or something like that. Right. This kind of opposite effect. But he's kind of coming into it. And he, you know, he did see the shirt online and he liked it. So, um, you know, yeah, he's embodying the guillotine. I love it. (laughs) All right. So we're talking fields report. I think we can talk the the entire preseason and kind of expectations, but I also want to talk about the other quarterbacks and maybe where that pecking order is at. Um, So not much to talk about with, with Justin Fields in this game, two of six for 51 yards. Most of that came on a uh, pass at DJ Moore, where the bills decided that they didn't really want to tackle him. So he was able to spin out and, and gain some extra yardage. So, not much going in that. And then he took a little bit of a pop on a on a screenplay and yeah. they said, hey, you know what? I think we're good. We're going to we're going to we're going to bring in uh, the uh, the rookie here to, to finish off this drive. So so let's let's stop and talk about fields first, anything from this game or overall preseason where he just didn't play much.
0: Yeah, I mean, he, he had a, like I said, the first week, it was all about the yak. You know, it was just three nice quick screen passes. That was nice. This game, he kind of, they asked me a little bit more, went downfield a little bit. You know, that pass to DJ Moore, it, it was a little low. They talked about it, then brought in the broadcast. But when I first saw it, I, I thought it was a nice throw because DJ Moore kind of sat down in the zone and fields had to put that ball a little bit to his left to make sure that the defender that was between the two didn't have a good chance at it so i thought it was a nice throw should have been a little higher obviously but more but but more is a good player more picked up more yak on that stuff because that's kind of what he does so we didn't see a lot from fields but we saw a little bit of the scramble ability from him I think at three rushes 15-ish yards um he, he you know i, I want to see him get down in preseason you know stop trying to to, to do what you're doing there but you know, this is, uh, this is a guy that has now weapons. Um, if the O-line is healthy, like Coach flew says, it should mostly be by week one. We'll see that in front of him as well. I'm excited, man. I've been excited all offseason for Justin Fields, seeing what he's going to do against the Packers. It should be fun.
1: Yeah, I think sometimes that rocket of an arm, uh, he needs to maybe learn to put a little touch on the ball, right? That ball to Herbert was... Seemed a little high. Uh, right, you know, yeah. it's right in front of the line of scrimmage, right? And he's just he's whipping it, you know? So at some point I think he probably could back off a little bit on that. Again, we're talking about six pass attempts and, you know, I don't want to get too much, probably a little late on the throw to commit. That's probably why it was incomplete, but I'm not worried about it. six, six attempts. Let's, you know, let's move on there. Uh, let's, let's talk about the other two quarterbacks. So uh, Tyson Bajant was seven to 14 for 43 yards, no touchdowns and interception. He did have uh, a ball to Daniel Carlson in the end zone. Uh, was a drop not 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 a perfect ball wide open uh, uh, receiver there. Uh, not a perfect ball, but probably one that's caught by a professional you know wide receiver yeah. most of the time, right like that's just that's a ball that you expect to be caught. The very next play he throws a bad pick, right And then I think overall he looked a little bit more he looks kind of comfortable in maneuvering the pocket but also looked a little jumpy, right like he jumped to to run the ball pretty quick yesterday. I felt like he kind of came back down to earth a little bit more. Maybe a little bit more of what you'd expect to see as a rookie. He does look like he can play, but yeah. I didn't think that he was this like, oh, gee, this is a no-doubt kind of thing.
0: Yeah, I, I thought he was fine. I mean, he, he had some moments, obviously, in the game, 7-14. to You know, uh, the touchdown should have been a touchdown. It wasn't. I mean, these things happen as preseason. But but I mean, Tyson Bagent, man, it's a great story. Undrafted free agent, threw a ton of passes through through in college and high school, you know, going back to his, 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 his time in Peewee as well, you know, longtime quarterback, these guys just kind of know how to play the game. And we're seeing that I've had him as a, a roster lock here for a few weeks here. I don't think he's the QB two. I think they're still going to go with PJ Walker. If something happens in a game week one against the Packers, I think it's going to be Walker. Uh, but, but, but Bajan's there, man, he, he's going to be a, a guy for this team. and And we've talked about how important it is to have a, a guy that you brought in, you, you draft, you develop because it's cost controlled, man. It's a guy that you, you trust and you don't have to go out and spend a ton of money on backups every year because you have a guy that you believe in, you know, sitting behind your, your QB one.
1: What did you think of the quote from PJ Walker, which was something to the effect of somebody asked him, Are, or do you feel like you're in a competition for QB two or, or something like that? Or, or do you, is that just still your job? And he said something like, I can read the room. Yeah. What would you make of that? I mean, he knows it. I mean, I'm sure that the, the, the coach's
0: staff have talked about it behind the scenes. I mean, even Coach Luce talked about when he asked him in, in the press conference a week ago, is, is the is the quarterback two job open? And he said, hey, everything's open. And and Tyson Bajan's play is why that became an actual competition, because he just looked good in practice. He looked good in the games. And P.G. Walker hasn't. You know, he sees it, you know, he, he's a pro. I mean, he's been around a while. He's bounced around the NFL, bounced around the XFL. He's been trying to get, you know, establish himself as, as a quarterback for a long time. So he understands the game. He sees what's happening here. Tyson Bajan is uh, taking advantage of his opportunity. And I think, like I said, I think Walker's still your two because you don't, you don't want to throw a rookie out there if, in a game. Uh, but with the emergency QB rule, I think you're going to see Bajan active every week as the third quarterback.
1: Yep, I agree. I think that's the way that they'll go. Um, and it's just, it's one of those years where you do wish that they could have 56 roster spots, right? And it's yeah. just not, not, doesn't happen. Uh, it'll be very interesting to see who those last few guys are that kind of, they, they cut or do they have to IR somebody to try to bring people back? Like, you know, it'd be interesting to see exactly how they're going to do this. So, uh, all right, Lester, we're going to take a quick break uh, on the other side of this. We are going to get into everybody's favorite category, the three bears. Stick with us. all right three bears hot bowl of porridge cold bowl of porridge and the just right who did you have for your hot bowl of porridge this week or for the preseason overall
0: you know he's a veteran um that i wasn't really expecting to do much this this preseason you know he's been around the bears off and on practice squad up and down every now and then. that's simba webster Yeah, you know three catches 37 yards uh Two runs off jet sweep for 22 yards. Plus, he uh, made the tackle on the uh, Bayton interception as, with his hustle there. So, Simba Webster, man, he, he kind of just a guy that kind of hangs around. You know, uh, I think he's 27, 28 years old. You know, he's bounced around the league quite a bit. He's found a home here in the Bears as far as being a practice squad guy. I don't think he makes the roster. I think he's another practice squad candidate this season. But, He's a good veteran to have around because he can return punts for you if you have to. He can cover punts for you, and play special teams, you know, and cover kicks. And, and now here he is making plays as a receiver. So I thought at this point in his career he may be kind of winding things down, and and some other young guys would kind of step up and and you know push him off the off the bubble. But Simba Webster is still doing his thing in the NFL, and there's a, there's a place for him. It may not be on a 53, but he's a guy that's definitely going to have a paycheck uh, in 2023.
1: Well, you know, it, it's a it's always NFL is in many ways an attrition league, right? Because you it's a violent game. You're going to get guys that are going to be injured. Uh, you're going to shut down guys for injuries or nagging injuries at some point, depending on where you're at the season. And so, you know, every year you see these guys that are playing in the final month of the year throughout the league that you're like, oh, yeah, I remember them from the preseason. Right. So even if you even if these guys that don't make the Bears 53-man roster. They may stick around the Bears practice squad. They make somebody else's practice squad, but eventually they may get that chance later on in the year to to fill those roles. uh You know, in the last few games, and so a guy like that who really is kind of this—he's got some special teams value. You know, you can kind of plug him in. That there is a role for that in the league. You know, it's not—he's never going to make you know the most money or anything like that. But it, it's an interesting story because I remember seeing him i was like oh he's still here okay that's interesting and then you know just kind of like okay well he's a cut he's a cut you know and then he has a much more impressive camp and preseason than i remember him the previous year and it's like well hey you know he's making it more difficult or he's he's finding himself a role in this league which i think is great so good for him i like that pick um i'm i went a little younger I went with the the rookie, Tyler Scott, particularly in this game, had that 56 yard kick return, um, showed that juice. Interesting that he made the the move he made. Right. Like it looked like he he tried to just take the edge and try to try to go outside like most kick returners would. He may have had a chance to score or at least get another like 20 yards. He he kind of zigged when everybody thought he'd zag and uh, he got tripped up. Uh, by the kicker or, or by the, the player that was right behind him. I don't know who actually made the contact that, that tripped him up, but um, it was kind of interesting to see that happen uh, uh, you know, because it looked like it could have been could have been six there. But if he's got some juice, and I don't know how much he's going to play on offense, right? And then they had him field punts, which I don't think he really returned any, but he was able to field them.
0: Two fair catches, yeah.
1: Right. So if he can show the value as a returner, that could be interesting for other players on this roster. So I would have loved to have seen him have an actual punt return or two, but, you know, if he can at least catch the ball, that's what Dante Pettis was doing, Um, and they cut him. So I don't know. Uh, I thought I'd like to see the juice out of Tyler Scott.
0: And we talked about it last week. You know, the the bar for the Bears as a returner in the punt game is catch it, and that's what Dante Pettis did for it. He's a guy that could catch it. Then, of course, he goes on IR with, you know, I'm not sure what, what happened to him, but, you know, he he's done for the year. He's no longer going to be in the mix here. Um, you talked about Tyler Scott maybe pushing a guy off the roster like a guy like Bayless Jones. You know, Bayless Jones has struggled as a punt returner. They love him as a kick returner. But if, if that's your one gig, I mean, that's that's not really a, a adding value to a roster spot in, in the National Football League. So Tyler Scott. May knock Bayless Jones, who was Ryan Poles' first, uh, you know, offensive draft pick ever. Might knock him off the roster. Now, I would not be surprised to see that happen. Bayless Jones hasn't played, you know, so who, who knows what his injury is? You know, maybe they roster him for the first fifty-three, and then they put him on IR immediately with whatever his ailment could be. That way, they give him a, you know, give Tyler Scott more opportunities for four weeks, and they say, okay, Tyler Scott can definitely do kick and part return duties. Bayless Jones sorry, but you're done now.
1: That'll be interesting. And, the, and all those roster rules and how they, they finagle yeah. that stuff is is really interesting to see what will happen here. So uh, what about cold? Flip it around the other side. Who are you calling out for maybe not having a very good game or camp?
0: For my cold, I'm going to go with a position here, and that is the uh, the center position for the Chicago Bears. D- did Sam Mustfer, on his way out of town, put a curse on the position? Because – Cody White here has a bad snapping hand. Uh, he played guard, but he a- isn't able to snap. Lucas Patrick, who's supposed to be the backup center, he has an injury. Um, he was injured early in camp. He came back, and then he was out again. Um, was there a setback? Of course, you know, Coach Ibrflus isn't going to you know get any specifics until he has to. And then now Doug Kramer, uh, who was starting at center for you, his last game, he he was seen after the game with a cast on his uh, snapping hand and wrist. Dieter Iceland is your last center standing, and I am not confident in Dieter Iceland. Although, although I do like when Iceland's up there, he's got the, the finger wiggle going on, like like Krutz did back in the day. So he looks like he's ready to go, but he's just not the best football player at this point for the Bears. They need more quality at center, which is where the waiver wire will come into play, possibly. Possibly some some late cuts from free agents come back into play. So center position, man. It's it's brutal right now for the bears.
1: The the hand, the hand uh the shake twitchy. yeah uh for for your off hand as a center is an elite move yeah that's that's yeah. absolutely that's absolutely a good call by you i had a meme last year uh and those of you that participate in these meme creations rarely do i do this but i was motivated to do this uh last year and I had, it was the the Grim Reaper with going to door to door. And there's like blood on the first door, blood on the second door, and he's knocking on the third door. And the first door I put uh, Lucas Patrick's name. Second door, I put Doug Kramer's name because those guys were hurt. And then the third door, I said like, rookie 2023 center because i was convinced we were going to draft somebody and this is like sam Musford, man like he's inevitable he's just he's going to keep doing this uh, to all these guys yeah i think he did i think he left the voodoo curse on the center position on his way out of town and these guys just can't stay healthy they can't they can't get a guy in here that can uh take snaps consistently for the bears. So a great call. there. something we've talked about a lot on the, on this show and something I've talked about a lot over the last couple of years is my obsession with rookie center class, because I want the bears to bring somebody in to stabilize that position. And, you know, a lot of people will say, well, uh, you, you can find centers anywhere. Stop. Like (laughs) like, maybe, but tell me, tell me how the bears can do this soon because uh, this, they're going to need to invest in draft capital in this, or they're going to need to invest some of that free agent money in this soon because they're, they need this position stabilized. Obviously Cody white is not, not the long-term answer. So, um, all right, mine, I have position group as well. I have rush defense. <laughs> uh, so the front four as rush defense. So again, Buffalo is a team that is built to win the super bowl this year. Uh, yeah. I think a lot of people are maybe a little bit, they're somehow underrated right now in in the NFL media because we want to know the hot new thing. Who you know, we want to have that pick out there that we want to be first. We want to be talk about the teams that maybe no one's talking about because you know they're on the rise. That that's every year you get that. This team had the one of the crazier years with you know, the, the snowstorms and obviously with the more Hamlin injury and, uh, er, you know, incident and um, just all of the things that happen around this team. And by the time they got to the playoffs, they were running on fumes, right? Yeah. But let's, let's reset here. This team is really freaking good. So I, w- I want to make sure that we understand I, that I know this wasn't just the Colts or something, but 34 carries for 173 yards, 5.1 yards per carry. They just ran the ball at will on, on the bears all day. It just didn't matter. They they could get chunk yardage anytime they wanted to run the ball. And last year the Bears were really bad at stopping the run. So uh, you know, is this going to be an, a continuous issue here? Because if you get punched in the mouth every every week, it doesn't really matter how good your back seven is. If they can just get five yards a carry, the Bears are going to get run off the field.
0: A lot of stuff that the Bears expect their front seven to do it's it's gap integrity and possibly with all the changing bodies during preseason it's hard for them to kind of really hone in on what the guys everyone's supposed to be doing hopefully it cleans up a bit you know once the season starts and you got your your starting seven you know up front there they know what their responsibility is they know which gap they have but like yeah like you said right now it looks a little loose you know i mean the bears spent a ton of capital and, and money in that in that front um, Rasheem green is a guy they they signed as a, uh, as a guy that's good against the run. He's maybe a roster bubble to Marcus Walker. We haven't seen play. He's, he's good against the run. Andrew Billings, big nose tackle, good against the run. Let's see how they look. Once the season starts. let's see how they look. Once they have uh TT Edwards, uh, Tremaine Edmonds, um, whether it's Sanborn or Sewell Sewell got a little dinged up. We'll see how his, his injury is, but once they have their, their front seven intact and they all understand, okay. This is my gap. This is my gap on this play. Okay, this happened. Now I have this gap. Let's see how they go there. But right now, like you said, the run defense does not look good this preseason.
1: I hope they fix it. Because that's frustrating Uh, you know to watch watching your team just get run on is somehow more getting than having it get passed on i don't know why
0: and then for the bills it was uh former bear uh darrington evans who got like 60 some yards against them it was like you know i liked evans you know when he was here i I thought he was a good player um i would not have been surprised if they they wanted to bring him back but uh but you know good for him he's still bounced around the leagues and have a a role there in buffalo
1: probably a good team to have a role with (laughs) (laughs) exactly (laughs) <laughs> All right, what about Just Right?
0: Just Right, I'm going back to the trenches. Uh, left tackle Braxton Jones. I went through and watched the game, and um, I, I thought about him for my trench tribute. He just had a nice game again. You know, um, the, the bull rush thing is still a work in progress. He he had a nice few anchors there. Um, but, you know, I saw a couple pancakes from him. Um, he plays a little bit more. He's got – I didn't see a lot last year, but he seems he has a, bit, a little bit more of an edge this year. And uh, some of the times when you do his pancake, you kind of do the, the sprawl on top of the guy that's on the ground there um i just like braxton jones i, I like uh, i like him as a person i like him as a player ryan poles talked about him because he uh he did of course the uh, the third quarter he was the uh, interview on on the the fox broadcast and and ryan poles talked just about how, how much he appreciates jones's his, his work ethic how much he gives to the team and and how much he puts in the offseason to kind of become a better football player so I'm expecting a nice year out of Braxton Jones. Again, the only guy that played every snap last year, he's the pretty much the only guy now that's played all of preseason. He's healthy, you know, he's available, and that that's a that's a big thing for this whole line right now.
1: I like it. I, I had him in my notes. I like you almost had him as my trench tribute as well. Uh, you know, not the starters weren't in a ton, but I thought he looked good. So I'm glad that you mentioned him there. Um I I could have gone a couple of different ways for my just right. I just wanted to mention that I thought the Jack Sanborn play where he he tracked down Allen yeah. for the sack that didn't count because there was a defensive holding penalty. But it was a really nice play by by Jack Sanborn to get down a just a very elusive and big athlete in, in Josh Allen um on the run there and that would have been a sack. Like that was a very nice play. Uh, so he just didn't play that. He didn't have the stats necessarily, but uh, Sanborn deserves to at least be mentioned here. I just want to say Cairo Santos. We talked about it last week, uh, but he hit a 50 yarder. They talked a little bit about how, you know, he's been working on his leg strength too. So I don't know what Gil and Cairo Santos did or what, you know, maybe they've got some kind of supplement that they want to sell for improving their <laughs> leg strength or something like that. But, you know, both of these guys, you, I think you would describe them last year as like accurate, but not the biggest leg, right? But I think that's true for both of those guys. If they both have been able to add a little bit of leg strength over the off season and have more distance to their punts and their field goals, those things matter. Those things do add, those little inches add up over time, right? That's the whole football, uh you know, philosophy, you know, you got to win the inch here, win the inch there, but you know, the, these, these things do add up and they do matter. And I just want to say, I see you, Cairo Santos. Uh, good for you. You had a great preseason. You're strong. Uh, there was no threat from the rookie kicker. Uh, you, you held on and uh, we're happy you're here and healthy.
0: It's it's a game of inches. Uh, football is, and and if you got a, guy, a kicker and a punter that can kind of get to those extra, you know, those hidden yardage, they say that's that's kudos for the team. And and Santos, like I said, yeah, he held off the rookie. Uh, was he a rookie? I'm not sure. Andrew Schismizitz. Yeah, um, yeah, he was
1: a rookie. Name. Well, yeah, you know,
0: yeah. He, he was in camp, and a lot of Bears fans right away were, oh my god, he's taking Santos's job. Get him out of there. He sucks. Santos had you know missed three extra points last year. He's a bum. Santos is fine. He, he's a he's a good professional quality kicker. Um yeah, he's making some good coin here, but you know, you you got to pay those guys if they do the job and Santos does the job, so kudos to him and I'm glad you mentioned. This has become a a special teams uh podcast. We're we're all about the the little guy here.
1: Third phase, man. There it is. All right. Well, let's uh, what do you want to talk about before we get out of here? Any any odds and ends from the preseason? Anything that you want to talk about going forward as we hit into our regular season schedule? Yeah, I mean,
0: we're just excited. We got a lot of cool stuff coming up. But we're going to debut uh, our, our official podcast lineup here soon. I'm working on that now. Our official uh, uh, video lineup uh, is in a little different. We're going to have that debuting here soon. And as, on a personal note, I'm doing some work with uh, pro sports fans. It's a new app. Uh, Sean Salisbury, former NFL quarterback, former uh, ESPN media guy. He's the, the president of that. Um, I am one of their Bears media casters. Uh, There's six of us that cover the Bears for that pro sports fans app. Find that on Apple, on Google Play. Uh, we're going to be doing some some quick hit podcasts through the season. And then the plan is also we're going to be doing like a, a game cast. So during the game, oh. you can kind of join us on the game. We're going to be talking about the game. And, uh, I'm not sure this full details in our full schedule, but, but it should be fun. So check out that app pro sports fans app.
1: Good stuff. All right. Well, we're happy that again, I'll say it again. We're happy the preseason is over. We're happy that real football is near us. We've got one free weekend left. Those of you that like college football, I'm sure that you'll fill your Labor Day weekend with, with college football. I'm going to, I'm going to go touch some grass. I, I would encourage the rest of you to do so as well, because once we get into the season, it gets much harder to do that. And obviously grind will we'll yeah. start to turn here. So uh, enjoy your last uh, week or two of summer. Uh, and thanks for joining us with this one. And until next time, bear down.